In 2021, clothing brands Zara, Anthropology, and Paytowl were accused of cultural appropriation by Mexico's Ministry of Culture because they used designs created by the country's indigenous populations. Zara denied the accusation, and Anthropology continued to sell the piece of clothing identified by the Ministry of Culture. This is not a new occurrence. Recently, numerous companies have been accused of cultural appropriation, especially in the fast fashion industry. Hello, this is Sofia Gombos, and I'm a student at Shadyside Academy. And I'm Norma Frasinski, an 11th grader at Obama Academy. As the fashion industry continues to grow and the competition to stand out and create new trends rises, cultural clothing is copied and used to make clothing unique and distinct in fast fashion. The biggest debate, however, when it comes to this misrepresentation in the fashion industry is a question of whether or not cultures are being appropriated or appreciated. So, how does one define culture appropriation or differentiate it from a gesture of honor or appreciation? So cultural appropriation to me is when you borrow or you use certain characteristics of a culture, either in the dress or in the speaking even, hairstyles. And I don't know that you necessarily want to impersonate, but to become more popular. That was Natasha Lopez, a Spanish teacher at Shadyside Academy. Her colleague, Chinese teacher Xu Xiaoxia, also believes the definition of cultural appropriation to be an offensive act towards the culture or group of people who created the design or clothing. For me, I always think there's a very fine line between appreciation versus appropriation. It's like someone adapts something from a cultural product from a certain culture without knowing the background of it or the context of it or the history of it. And it might be like the good intention without knowing the in-depth context of that cultural product. Cultural appropriation is not a new concept, and recognizing and calling out these instances has increased drastically, especially in recent times. We have mentioned a few brands who have faced scrutiny over cultural appropriation in their clothing, but the list goes on. Last year, last summer, it was a heated topic, a traditional Chinese dress origins from Song Dynasty, which was 1,000 years ago. It's called a Ma Mian Qun, a face horse dress. So it has its history, development, but then the Dior company just designed their new season's dress, but it's exactly copied from that. Over the years, as a teacher, I have seen some students always dress up for Halloween in different costumes. And so one of the things that I wonder is whether the students are aware of the historical significance of those attires. So I do see kids, for example, the usual sort of costumes for Halloween with the sombreros or the ponchos and then typical mustache and and so forth. I guess it's imitating a Mexican person. Next, Monica Botamoisin, a legal consultant for creators of traditional clothing under her organization called the Cultural Intellectual Property Rights Initiative, provides first-hand experiences regarding cultural appropriation. So, for example, in right in the area where I am in this village now, in Bihor County, there was, in 2017, I think Dior replicated a sheepskin men's coat and put it on a female model. So one of the issues or what what they didn't know, right, was that the depictions on the back of the coat was a phallus. 
It was a sign of virility of a male energy, and it was through flowers and flowery depictions. So when women from the community saw that, they were like, this is ridiculous. Like, why would you put that on a woman? It doesn't make sense. It doesn't make any sense. Although cultural appropriation is still a prominent occurrence in fast fashion, more people are aware and willing to take action against brands that use culture for economic and popularity gain. Nowadays, that, that whole stereotype of dressing up like a Mexican is, I don't see it as much anymore. So I think there's, a, there's more education and more awareness in the schools. I definitely see more and more awareness among the student body. I think 10 years ago, if we're doing spring festival celebration, teachers will put together something, ask the student to wear a Chinese costume, and then they perform on the stage. If they're not identified with the Chinese culture, but their teachers still have to do that. But recent years, for me personally, I would not put my student in that situation. And then when I see some of those videos or footages from other places, I think more and more people will have that awareness like oh this might be not okay and, uh, and also the student won't want to do it so I think definitely it's a awareness and I always tell my student like your friend's culture should not be your costume. As more people are being educated in intellectual property of cultures we collectively as a people can hold each other accountable by following the three C's created by Boda Moisin. That's why we have created and started this dialogue around the three C's, consent, credit, and compensation for all interactions. And this compensation doesn't have to always be money. That's not the only form of compensation. Overall, the non-consensual use of traditional cultural designs and embroideries in fast fashion is a clear violation of the culture, people, and creators of an ethnic design, and thus fashion companies stealing ethnic designs is not a form of appreciation, but appropriation. In order to make the spreading of ethnic designs one of respect and appreciation, fashion companies should give credit where credit is due and recognize all of the hard work and background involved in the pieces that they have stolen before.